and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I am your host, Matt Weinstein. Joining me on this fine Wednesday afternoon, the big homie, Mark Sanger, and the modern-day Raja Chris Klimazuski. Today, Wednesday, we have a lot in the rear view. Hell in a Cell, Raw, of course, the steak dinner of all steak dinners, Le Dinner de Bonaire from Wednesday Night Dynamite. We'll talk about it all. Um, I want to start, though, with Hell in a Cell. And the opening match of Hell in a Cell, probably the best thing going in the WWE right now. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, what'd you guys think? It was good. I was good. You know, the crying little little threw me off a little bit. I was like, eh. But it brought me back, though, because it brought me because he was epic heel turn on Jimmy Uso, and I was like, let's go. Okay, Dude, that was amazing how he could cry like that on you. I thought that was like ridiculously good storytelling. Right there. I loved it. I, I loved every second of it. Um, the Usos are so freaking good, both of them. And when Jimmy came out and is like, "Dude, you got to stop it. Whatever you're going through, you know, we got you. We're in it together." And then he starts crying. He's like, "I don't even know who I am anymore." And then he gets. Jay, Jimmy in the guillotine to make Jay finally quit. I loved every second of it. Often Sika, the Wild Samoans being there, was a super cool visual at the end of the match. Um, and for that to start the show, really, really fun. Um, I feel like the next thing has to be at some point, he's going to turn on Paul Heyman. I don't think so. I think, you know, we talked about this last time we did a show. I think it just ends up being we're going to see Roman versus The Rock at Mania. I don't think he turns on Paul. This is what we wanted from Roman. This is like be, him being with Paul is what got everyone so excited about Roman again. Like, I've never been this excited about Roman before, except when he was in the Shield. Like, but in my in my eyes, at least, he's proven at this point that he doesn't need Paul Heyman. Hmm. But it's not like Paul yeah. Heyman's doing the talking for Roman. He's just he's sitting there. He's holding the title. And every now and then he looks over Paul Heyman and Heyman gets scared. You know what I mean? His, I, presence, though, his presence means a lot just to have him in his corner and to have him with him. I think at some point it would mean a lot. Cause like, think about it. Brock is this huge monster, but he never turned on Paul Heyman. Like that's unthinkable. Like that's your boy. But if Roman then does that, I think he gets, and people like Paul Heyman, you know what I mean? Do you want, I him, think he, do you want him to spear Paul? Is that what you want? I him? think, yeah, he does. He spears him whatever and just does some like chirping you know get out of my ring i don't need you you didn't make me whatever and that's it and that's the last we see of paul Heyman until i don't know maybe brock comes back in a year um not necessarily in this story i'm just saying i think that get, that would give roman that extra chip on his shoulder the extra push to the top it, not that he needs it he's the number one guy right now but i think it give him a lot of more a lot more heat I get it. No, I, it, it, it. It would definitely do that. But, I mean, I, I just love the fact that Paul Heyman is with Roman. I just, I just don't want them to separate them. 
I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. But um, if it, I'm I mean, surprised this kicked off the show, though. I thought it was going to be an event. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. But I guess I mean it was only a five match card, which I enjoy. Um, it makes everything mean something. Like you had the three championship matches, the match for the Money in the Bank, and then Jeff Hardy versus Elias, which was relatively quick. But other than don't forget MVP versus Slapjack. It, and oh yeah, Lashley versus Slapjack got added, but um, so yeah, six matches. But still, you have the three big cage match, the cell matches for titles. They all mean something. You kind of got to split them up. Um, so if this wasn't last, you don't want this right before Randy Orton and McIntyre. So it was, I think it was the best spot they could have done. Yeah, no, definitely. if not ending the show with it. No, definitely, you definitely perfect spot for where it was at. Uh, so with that being said, like, uh, Jeff Hardy, Elias, not much came out of it. Uh, the guitar spot, it, I don't dislike the feud, but the match, it was, it was, it was a stepping stone to, for more things to come. Now you say you don't dislike the feud, but the feud makes no sense. The premise is that Elias is mad that Jeff hit him with a car, but Jeff didn't do it. Right. Um, that I'm not a fan of, but that's the feud though. That's a good, you make a good point. Um, I enjoyed the reason I'm I'm into the feud is because I hope we get more of. I guess it was last Monday when Elias had the big concert, and then Jeff Hardy came out, played the guitar for a second, and he was like, "Whoa, dude, who do you think you are?" Turns out it's Jeff Hardy. I thought because like Jeff Hardy's also in a band, like Jeff Hardy's also musically inclined, so like if we could get Jeff Hardy playing a little guitar, I would enjoy that. Um, like a rock off, like a. The two of them, like, see who wins, like, Jeff's band versus Elias's band. I feel like I would enjoy that. I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be a first, right? A WWE first in a time where there's not a lot of firsts. The real Wednesday Night War right here. You got Elias's band versus Fozzie. One-on-one. Well, no. We have well, he Chris Jericho all the way over on AEW, who was totally outsung by MJF, which will which we'll get to, but at this point, no, Jeff Hardy is his own band, Parox Y Jen and Elias. They have this whole deal. I don't know. I, to me at this point, that's more interesting than watching Jeff Hardy and Elias wrestle the same match that ends in a guitar spot three, four weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Miz takes the briefcase off Otis. How do you feel? I'll, I'll start. Uh... I was surprised. I thought it was going to retain for sure. I think it makes a lot of sense just because I, I thought it was always a bad idea to give Otis the, the briefcase because it's such an important storytelling technique and use that it felt so wasted the entire time being unnoticed that you never felt like you could actually cash in or there's no sense of credibility or, or an actual threat to the real champion. But I think my Achilles heel to that is I think there's a lot of different guys you could have gave it to instead of the Miz. No, I don't I don't totally disagree. I 100% agree about Otis. Um, I like that it's on The Miz. It gives Miz and Morrison another piece to their story. Um, did I think Morrison would have been better. I think giving right. it to Morrison would have been better. I think that too. But did it have to be The Miz? No, could they have probably found somebody? I'm sure, but that was the feud. That's what they had. If not The Miz, they probably would have given it to like Dolph Ziggler, which at this point, I think The Miz or Morrison is a better move. Um I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'd, I'll say happy that Otis dropped the briefcase. 
But then what took me a second to get on board with Tucker turning on Otis. Because we say it every week about how they have this, you know, lack of real tag teams in the division. And then they have guys and they just split them up to split them up for no real payoff. But if the, the story has potential and I had said it to you guys once it happened and then Tucker came out and cut the promo, he said, you know, I got left behind. I'm the one who it told so, me. So generic. So generic. It, it is very generic. But in truth, Tucker's the better of the two. Otis, Otis just looks funny and does the worm. You know what I mean? I like Otis. Tucker's better. I do all the work. He gets all the attention. He gets the girl. It's, it's the same thing every single time a tag team breaks up. Yeah. Um, my point, do I expect them to pay it off well? No. However, I do think that if done right, it has potential. Here's my whole take on this whole big thing. I agree that, yeah, Otis is not championship worthy. He's not a heavyweight champion. He's not. And I get that. So, yeah, giving him the, ty- the money in the bank contract originally might have been a mistake. But, you know, you got to think of like, oh, you know, maybe he could have used it on the tag titles for him and Tucker. And I was like, okay, still not good. But at least it's different. You know, we've never seen that before, you know, and especially with the way the money in the bank contract has been handled the past four years or so, they've been failed cash-ins. And now this you could say this is another basically failed attempt at with the money in the bank contract because you had to take because you messed up as a company, messed up so bad of giving Otis the, the money in the bank contract that you were like, you know what? We fucked up. We gotta give it to we gotta give it to someone who's somewhat credible, like like the Miz. And the one thing we, that I liked about the Money in the Bank country, it gives the little guy, the guy who really never got the opportunity to get into the main event picture, it gave him that opportunity to get into the main event picture. Hence, Edge the first time he cashed in, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, he didn't win, but Damian Mazdow won the. T- you know, it gives guys cre- it gives guys credibility as put them in there. You know. <laughs> Well, no, I, I definitely see your point about the Money in the Bank briefcase. You know, it made CM Punk a superstar, put him in the main event. The first time The Miz got it, it put him in the main event. It, that's what it does. And Otis wasn't the guy to do that for. But my one, and I didn't think he should have won the briefcase in the first place, but my one argument for that is that you look back in May when the whole world was falling apart. Nobody knew what was going on. And the only positive was, wow, this Otis guy is white freaking hot. It was funny. Uh, it was it was funny. It was great, and they said, "You know what? Let's see what we got here. What could, what do we have to lose? We're we're putting these shows together with no fans, and we have the Money in the Bank contract is hanging from what a, like a helicopter above the Titan Tower. You know what? Let's give them the briefcase. Who knows? Also, I agree with you, Clem. Though it did not work. What do you got, Mark? If you remember, AJ pulled it down and it landed in his hands. Like this whole was thing was silly from the get go. Yeah. yeah. Them splitting it up. Look, I'm interested to see where it goes. But again, it it reminded me, when I saw Tucker do that. It reminded me of Enzo and Cass. We all know how Enzo and Cass ended up. I'm just like, you gotta be freaking kidding me, man! They're, you're forcing tag teams together. Meanwhile, you have a good tag team that everyone likes and heavy machinery. And yeah, I get it from the storylines. That oh, he got the girl. He's oh, everyone to be Otis. Everyone want to talk to Otis. I get that. But don't break up this tag team. This tag team is good. We like this tag team. We like heavy machinery. We liked Enzo and Cash, and you ruined that. Don't ruin this. But 
like WWE always does, they managed to ruin it. I think my biggest question is where do you go from here with Otis being that they already separated Otis and Tucker before this happened. So they, the other day, if you, like if you look at WWE.com, they quietly put Tucker back on SmackDown. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. There so you go. At least maybe they'll be able to okay. put something together. Um, but even to have to do that, I think is ridiculous. Yeah. They split them up on different brands to for one week have Tucker bring out El Gran Gordo, which was funny. That's so shady. I enjoyed. And yeah, they kind of just say, no, actually, we're kidding. We're going to put him back on SmackDown. But you know what? We'll see what happens. The other thing that really hurt Otis is the champions were Roman, The Fiend, and Drew. Like, he was never cashing in on them. Yeah. And even if he still had it, now it's Randy. He was going to beat Randy Orton. Give me a break. I see that, and that's why I was like, you know what? Maybe they could use it on the tag titles again. Not good, but which wouldn't have been good, but, but different though. You know, at least it's something that we've never seen before. That doesn't mean it's good though, that just means it's different. Different doesn't mean good. That's like when people get mad that things are predictable, that, that doesn't mean it's bad, and different doesn't mean it's good. You're right, you're right. Uh, two big matches left on this Hell in a Cell card Sasha Banks beats Bailey. This match should have been invented. Very fun. This match was so good. This was the best match, first of all, on the card. Second of all, it should have been invented. Three, everything about this was fantastic. It was the great, great spots, great, you know, maneuvers. Every, everything about this was great. Great spots and great maneuvers. Wow, those are completely two different things. Thank you for the analysis, Clem. Uh, but I agree with you. This was very fun. Uh, really the first time, first true time that these two got in the ring as enemies and were given time to showcase what they can do and that's all they needed this was this was great i was surprised sasha won this is like their first big match after the feud started it was it's, it's like a blood feud they don't usually like switch the titles on the first match i thought it would at least go into the rumble of them feuding but we don't we don't know what they're gonna do on friday but sasha took the belt and bailey's historic long run ended and we gotta see where we go from here now i heard something today that is it true that when Sasha has held the title, every time she said, was she a four-time champ? Minus this one she just won? Uh, I think six now. They're very short title runs. Because though, when she won the Raw title a couple months ago, it was five. Well, from what I heard today, that she has not successfully defended her titles when she's had it. The first time Ever? she did, she did in the summer when she was the Raw champ, she defended it once. And oh. that was the first time. She lost all the other times? When in Bain, like 2016, when she had the big feuds with Charlotte, they, and she, they went back and forth, she always had the short end of the stick. Charlotte would have the run, Sasha would beat her, Charlotte would win the next match. So do you think we get a long Sasha run here, or is it going to be another short one? Because that's just like her thing, I guess, at this point. Kind of what Mark said, because it's like almost the beginning of the feud and they just switched the titles, I wouldn't be surprised if they swap back. Because the feud's not over. Where are you going to go from here? You're going to say, all right, we're done, and now Sasha Banks is going to feud with Tamina? Like, no. Right now, I kind of think Bailey's going to win the Rumble. No, don't. And, and Sasha will hold it till Mania, and then that, that's when they run it back? Don't be and they run it back at Mania. Don't be surprised if my girl wins, it at, at the, wins the Rumble. Stop. Stop don't. it. That's such a crazy thing to think of. It's not, but I hate that. Oh, uh, Rhonda? Uh, I think I had uh, like, uh, Nikki Cross. I was like, what are you talking about? 
Her, her too, man. Ronnie, Ronnie could win. But my problem, I Alexa, months down the road. Ooh. Yeah, but Mark, my issue with that Bailey's saying Bailey's going to win the Rumble, but it's not like they're not going to do anything with each other until WrestleMania. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. over. So, well, it's how are they going to like work with Bianca Belair or something? They could like stay away from each other for like a couple months. I don't know. I think they should. I, they absolutely should. But if they do, is the, is the question. Last match of the night, main event, Randy Orton, 14-time WWE champion. He beats Drew McIntyre with the RKO. I have zero complaints. Yeah, definitely no complaints. I haven't won. Not even one. No, I, I have no complaints that that Drew won. I mean, not that Drew won, that Randy won. The only thing I have, it was like kind of an eh match. It wasn't really like, whoa, like like they went to the top of the cage and they quickly came down. It was kind of like, eh. I think that was more fatigue than anything else. We already saw two matches inside the cell of the night. It's the last match of the night. I thought the match itself was good, but we're just tired at that point of seeing the same stuff. And that's kind of what I was going to say is you had, it was the third cell match of the night. Plus we get three every year once October hits. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, I say this about all the gimmick pay-per-views, with the exception of the Rumble and Money in the Bank, they fall flat because to have, oh, this is when we have Hell in a Cell matches, it just so happened that these were three stories that kind of deserved them. But usually that's not the case. Um, Like you had Roman and Jay deserved it. Sasha Bailey deserved it. Randy and Drew McIntyre did everything else they could do. They deserved this Hell in a Cell match. But for the most part, every year you put these two guys in the Hell in a Cell that it's like, why are they in this? Last year, Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt, they'd been feuding for like two weeks. And then they put them yeah. in the cell, and and then they put out a stinker. I'm not I'm not mad. Randy won. Like he's obviously one of, if not the greatest of all time. But the timing just seemed weird. Like just you know, an odd time to take the belt off Drew. And then I was like, okay, we're gonna start this new thing with the Fiend. That's tons of fun, Randy and the Fiend. And then Drew shows up for that. And now he's gonna be a part of that. I just it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll jump into that. Um, at the end of Raw, we had what was it, um, Moment of Bliss with Randy Orton, and he was calling for The Fiend, and McIntyre came out. I can see this going one of two ways. I think that somehow Bray Wyatt's going to get his win over Randy Orton back. Mm -hmm. Randy Orton beat him at WrestleMania three years ago when he really shouldn't have won. Bray got his win back. That's what we've seen Bray Wyatt as The Fiend do. You know, he got his... Technically, he got his win over John Cena when one way or the other. But the question is, will Bray Wyatt beat Randy Orton for the title? I could see that, or I could also see Bray Wyatt costing Orton the title, and it goes back to Drew. And then Orton and Bray Wyatt can feud without the title. Because Bray Wyatt, we've seen it twice already. The second time was two weeks. Yeah. Bray Wyatt doesn't need the championship. But if that's the point, what was the point of taking it off Drew? I think it would just because if if they didn't pull the trigger on Orton beating McIntyre for the title now, how are they going to continue that story? It shouldn't that, continue. Because at that point, McIntyre's beat him three, four times already. They should have just let, let it go. 
I, I think you know. Do we? Never mind. I was gonna say. Real question is: Do we get like the three stages of Bray again? If Randy's gonna be feuding with him, like, do we get him as you know, Firefly Funhouse, then Swamp Ray Wyatt, then the Fiend? Like, are we gonna get that again with him? You think? We might because, like Braun Strowman, Randy Orton was in the Wyatt family at at a certain point. We definitely could. I also wouldn't be surprised if they never revisit Wyatt family, Swamp Bray Wyatt ever again, and just have, you know, Mr. Rogers and the Fiend, and he goes back and forth. Um, I'm excited for Randy Orton Bray Wyatt, though. Same. So am I. It's- I, I will say, though, Alexa said something, and I thought it was, like, the best callback ever when she said, you guys really burned the house down yesterday, referring to when Randy right. burned down and the line compound, and I was like, that's awesome. Perfect. And that's when Orton was like, all right, I see what you're doing. Well, when yeah. they did the Firefly Funhouse, they have the picture on the wall of the house burning down, like the little drawing. Yep. And I think it was Bray Wyatt, or no, Alexa Bliss said, yeah, and Randy Orton's going to be on a moment of bliss later. And then it cut to Bray Wyatt staring at the camera with the picture in the background. And then the scr- it just screamed. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know Randy Orton. So it was an obvious. It was obvious that that's what they're calling back to. Um, again, the fact that it's obvious doesn't mean. I think it's great. You know what I mean? Um, they have history to, to be able to call back to different parts of their stories. A lot of fun. I just hope that Bray Wyatt doesn't beat Randy Orton for the title. Get if it's McIntyre who has to beat Randy, or if it's The Miz who has to cash in. Get the title away from Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, because yeah, like you said, it doesn't need – it really does not need to be for the title or anything like that. What Bray's doing is phenomenal. Brandy doesn't need to hold the title for a while. He can have a nice short little run up until the Rumble or whenever he decides to drop it. So, we got through Hell in a Cell. We got through – oh, also, what I want to talk about, that the last segment on Raw, is Drew McIntyre the first guy – to just not at all care about The Fiend. The Fiend came out, and even Orton was like a little sketched by it. He walked away from him, and McIntyre had no interest in Bray Wyatt as The Fiend. He was just like, no, I'm going to keep attacking Randy Orton. <laughs> I mean, It's just more of the, of the thing they built up Drew for, like this personality. It works. It's really good. He, and it's a shame that his entire title reign was without fans, but they yeah, couldn't. They couldn't keep the title on him and hold it until, oh, well, maybe we'll have fans here. Maybe we'll have them by January or by Mania, and then he can have the fan. It wasn't going to work. This was the natural. It felt right for him to drop the title at this point. That being said. It's the same as Sasha. Same as Sasha and Bear. They wanted to wait for the fans. They couldn't wait any longer. Right. That being said, Drew McIntyre is officially a mainstay in the middle of that. He's not going anywhere. Yes. This wasn't a Kofi Kingston title reign where he's going to go right back into the tag division. He's he's the number one guy in role, whether he has the title or not. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so then let's go to the beginning of Raw, the hurt business and retribution. The last <laughs> week, I'm just trying to figure out because it's the same it's the same shit every week. Last week, the hurt business just totally demolished retribution. And then they got beat up by the fiend. 
And I was watching that and I'm thinking to myself, this is it, I'm so done with retribution. And then Mustafa Ali cuts a promo. He's like, you know, we're never gonna back down. You can't break us, whatever, whatever. Then I figured, all right, that kind of saves it. But at some point they gotta start doing stuff. They have an uh, elimination match with the Hurt Business who by accident, the WWE are making the Hurt Business like the coolest baby faces on the show. By accident. They're beating up the. They're not. They're definitely not supposed to be. They want the hurt business to be heels, yeah. but they're four guys who know how to work. They have a great mouthpiece at MVP, and they're beating up the guys who are trying to destroy the show. Yeah, it's destroy. Sure, trying, but what about the hurt business? Are we supposed to dislike? I, I look. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Like I was so out. And the Hurt Business became a thing, and I'm like, oh, MVP, Bobby Lashley, oh, terrible. But, like, the more I'm watching it, I'm like, they're really good. But, like, it's like the fact, like, they got forced into a corner. It's like, well, you have two heel factions going up against each other. Who's going to come out as, like, you know, the more favorite? And it's the Hurt Business right now. We love the Hurt Business. We love what they're doing. And we're seeing that retribution is hot garbage. Like, we're not, it's not like they're, we don't hate them because they're bad guys. We hate them because they're terrible. Because they haven't let them do anything. All they've done is they lose to the hurt business. They lost again the other day. They're 0 and 4 since being called up, since being drafted. And then if they lose every week, and then Mustafa Ali says, Yeah, but, you know, we're not done. You're never going to silence the hurt business. It's like, it's, it's like, Someone tweeted that to cut that promo. And they're like, I don't know if Mustafa Ali knows how wins and losses work. It was, it was they, funny. I have, I have two comparisons to the Herp, to what uh, Retribution is doing right now. I could compare them to uh, Team Rocket, Jesse and James and Pokemon, where every week they're like, oh, we have such a dastardly plan. And then they get flicked away. That's actually really good. And then next week it's like nothing happened. And no, no, we're going to do it. And every week they're a threat. Or they're like Bulk and Skull from the Power Rangers, where same thing, they're – Every week they have this dastardly plan, but really they ha- there's no credibility whatsoever and we have no reason to fear these people. Did Why you make that up? Did, did you see that somewhere? I just made that up on the spot right now. I just thought good of that. Good for you. Um, Very thank good. You. Thank you. Um, I love retribution. As no, you don't. I don't love that. Its, at its parts. You have these four guys who I really enjoy and you put masks on them and gave them funny names and they don't even win. At least if they were winning, I could get by Mace and T-Bar and Slapjack, but they're not even winning. I've watched wrestling for probably like 15 years now and I've never been this confused with booking decisions ever, like ever. It's, it's crazy. Now, give me three positive things about retribution that we could like sell me on retribution right now. I can't <laughs> because what I like about retribution is the parts, not the whole. I like the wrestlers that are in retribution, but retribution sucks. Yeah, like I like Mustafa Ali. I love Dominic Dijakovic, and and me, I'm like on the fence with me. I'm. Dio Madden, get just get out of here, and Shane Thorne, get out of here. I don't need any of those. Terrible. It's just Shane Thorne's good, but you'd have no idea because his name is Slapjack, and they gave him a hockey mask. Slapnuts. That's his new name. Slapnuts. All right. It's, and then I'm taking a Raw where I was like, they, they had their big elimination match. 
uh, Bobby Lashley and some and was it Dajakovic? Lashley and someone eliminated each other in the back. So I was like, okay, good. This is their way. That, Lashley's out. The- that spot was my only positive of the match. That it looked like, all right, Dajakovic is almost, I'm sorry, T-Bar is like, they can kind of see him as an equal to Bobby Lashley. They're bl- well, that was still all, that was still all Lashley. Lashley was like, I'm taking you outside. I don't, I don't right. care about the match. But at least it was like, all right, the two of them. Because like, if you had to pair people off, they're yeah. the two big names, which that was the only positive I could take away. But then I see that happening and my, my brain starts turning. I'm like, okay, good. Lashley's out. We protected them. Retribution's going to win this match. So I'm like, all right, cool. Then it becomes a two-on-two where it's the leader, Mustafa Ali, and the other guy. I don't know who the other guy is. Madden, Mace. Versus Shelton Benjamin, who's like 47, and the new guy, Cedric Alexander. So I'm like, okay, good. We'll win this. We'll get some credibility for Retribution. They knock out Mace, and then... And then Mustafa Ali, two-on-one. I'm just like, they can't even be... It's not Lashley. I mean, it's not the leaders of the... It's the, the old guy and the new guy. They can't even beat them. It's it's so bad, man. This is like you want to talk about hot garbage. It's this. It's retribution. Hot garbage. To be are. fair, I don't want to talk about hot hot garbage. I don't know who would, but this is every week. I try to like every Monday. I try to say, hey, you know what? They're gonna fix retribution tonight, and then I watch it, and then I say, ah, oh, maybe next week. When is it enough? It's I, I don't. It'll never be enough. Like if they. <laughs> Some wins, I could be like, okay, you know, they're still somewhat credible. They're they they've been defeated every in every match they had, they haven't won at all. Not only do they not win, they only wrestle the herd business, who continues to beat them. Like it doesn't make any freaking sense. And then on the other hand, too, you're making the herd business look like baby faces, which we all know they're not. But which is which isn't a bad look though. It's not a bad look. I'm not saying it is, but it's just like we know they're supposed to be heels. So maybe- but they're at this point, they're baby faces right now, the same way Drew McIntyre was a baby face from the Rumble to Mania. I mean, after he won the title from Brock, he was a pure baby face, but that period between the Rumble and Mania where he wasn't really a baby face, but just because he was going up against Brock, he was gonna be the baby face. That's kind of where they are right now. That's not a bad spot for them to be. So no, you're right, but I can't. I can't. I, I'm so out on retribution. It's not even funny. Maybe Ali comes out on Monday. Is like, all right, we mean business now. They take their masks off and they become like a serious thing. But like, besides, I have no idea how this is redeeming. They take the, that's all I'm waiting for. Is they take off their masks. They say, oh, management gave us these stupid names, and like, it doesn't even have to be made up. Like, they can. They have legitimate claims to being held back. It, but then you put the masks on and call them all these names. Then it's like, all right, but but you're playing into the management. Like, at least let me believe it. Like, I have no reason to believe it. Yeah. With their real names, like if they came out as Dominic Dijakovic, me and Shane Thorne and Dio Madden, maybe I'm I'm back in a little bit. But right now, I'm out. I gotta tell you, that's the only thing I need. And maybe they win. Maybe they win. It's the only shot they have. And now we're heading into November. It's that time of the year. The only time when Raw and SmackDown go head to head in one-on-one competition. 
it's Survivor Series season. I'm, I'm, I look, I love Survivor Series season. I'm mad that NXT is not doing it this year. I'm not surprised. Neither am I, but I'm, I'm mad about it. It feels like a real, I'm not going to say slap in the face, but last after last year, they built them up so much as this big, credible force that can hang with Raw and SmackDown. They, they won. They won all but one match, I think. They won all. And it's just. I think they lost one. Well, Roman won the one. Roman won the one match against Keith Lee. At the, the, the five end, on five. But, but I don't know. It just it feels like they should really be there. At this point, though, I get why they're not because they have all their own stories going on. Last year, they didn't have much of that because they had just got to USA. And, like, yeah, they had all their war game stories for Saturday and then Survivor Series on Sunday. But now it's like they're t- we haven't seen the crossover that we had been seeing last year. And if that was done on purpose or they only did it because everybody got stuck on the plane leaving Saudi Arabia, who knows? But yeah, that's, true. that's why that ended up happening. Um, I expected it to just be Raw versus SmackDown. We have a bunch of matches they've already set, um, all the champion versus champion matches, you know, pending – a dropped title or a cash in or something. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. Very fun. That'd be a good match. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, which could be interesting. That's like your favorite match that I've ever heard from Matt. It depends. It depends on how they go about. They'll make Sami look good in the loss. They. Sh- I hope so. That's all I need. Um, the New Day versus the Street Profits. I'll be sure. Awesome. Um, Sasha versus Asuka, which isn't new. We had that for the past four months. That's not new at all. Now now Sasha's face, so it could be a little different style. It could be different, yeah. Um, Are those all the championships? Yeah. I guess so, right? And then... The typical Survivor Series team. And then the Survivor Series matches. So right now, we know the full women's team and we know three of the five members of the men's team, Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus. So far, that's a sick team. Yeah, I was going to say, those three by themselves can probably take on whatever five are coming out of SmackDown. Why did Sheamus beat Matt Riddle? I was a bit surprised, but I love Sheamus. And since he's come back to Raw, they've tried to to position him as – a former world champion, a main eventer, that's fine with me. I have no issue with him beating Matt Riddle. Does Matt Riddle ever win? Yeah. He, like he probably beat Baron Corbin a couple times. Ooh, Baron Corbin. He also lost to Baron Corbin at least once. Sure. Um, I, I don't hate Shane. Like, I want to see Sheamus back in the title picture. But, like, again, like, it was the same thing with Sheamus. Like, he's been losing constantly. You can't keep, if you want to build them up as this heavyweight champion or even intercontinental United States champion. He's got to win some matches and he did, he did that against Matt Riddle. So I'm fine with, I'm fine with that, but I do think Matt Riddle should have been on the team. I'm not even saying that Sheamus needs to be in some sort of title picture, win any titles. Just the fact that he's in this match, he's going to get a huge rub. He's going to be in this match and he's, you know, he's a brawler. He's the type of guy who's going to step to anybody on the SmackDown side. Plus the good thing about this is that, you know, 
after this, you know, maybe Sheamus and Keith Lee don't get along. We get a Sheamus Keith Lee feud or something like that, or Sheamus and AJ Styles, whatever it is, or AJ Styles and Keith Lee, whoever it may be. There's two more spots. We don't know the qualifying matches yet. Um, do you guys have any guesses to who is going to round out this team from Raw? Um, I'm going to take Braun Strowman and Angel Garza. Ooh, okay. All right. I like that. I'll take. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm trying. I'm just looking at the list right now. I'll I take. Forgot about Braun. He's got to be in this match, right? Probably. And he's got a little few going with uh, Keith Lee. They'll probably fight during yeah. the match. I'll say Elias. And- well, he just lost the qualifying match. He lost the qualifier against Keith Lee. They might have though, like a second chance battle royal or whatever. I can be a Matt Riddle in too. Right, like Elias Riddle and Jeff Hardy were the three that lost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe someone from the Hurt Business. I don't know. But, yeah, no, Mark, I actually agree with you. I'll take, uh, I'll take Angel Garza on the team. Thanks, I'm, I'm going to go Braun Strowman and John Morrison. Okay. I think Morrison needs a big singles showing. Obviously, this is a tag match, but, I, I you know, something away from the Miz. Yes, Clem. Who's, uh, who's Dabo Kato? Dabo Kato, the, the big guy from Raw Underground. Maybe he's on the – oh, that guy. Oh, okay. They built him up and then Braun beat him and he never was seen again. And then Raw Underground got canceled, yeah. Um, yeah, but as I was saying about John Morrison, I think he needs something away from the Miz. Not that they have to split up, but give him a showing. Um, Don't think, yeah. As for who the five on SmackDown are going to be, uh, you got to see Seth Rollins. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we get Seth, Ray, and Dominic all on the team. Yeah, they'll be in their they'll be in their own match. They won't be on the SmackDown five. You don't think Seth's gonna be on the team? Nope. Really? I'll tell you the five right now. He's kind of the number one guy. I know. I'll tell you the five. He should be. Let's Who do you got, Clint? It's gonna be Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Big E, Lars Sullivan, Chad. Shorty G is gone. Chad Gable. That's big time. I forgot about that. All right, um, so I have I have Clem's five, but I have Daniel Bryan instead of Seth Rollins. Did I not say Daniel Bryan? You no. said six if you said Daniel Bryan. Oh, never mind. Chad Gable out, Daniel Bryan in. Never mind. Because I have Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Lars Sullivan, Big E, and Chad Gable. I don't know if they're going to put – oh, no, I guess they have to put Lars in the match because you have Keith Lee, especially if Braun Strowman's there. I think I'll go – yeah, maybe Ray and Dominic won't be. I got Seth, Daniel Bryan, Big E, uh, Lars, and then the fifth spot. I mean, I like a Mysterio in there. I'd be cool if it was Dominic. Um, Murphy. Of the two. I thought about that, but I'd rather see Dominic in the spot. Um Gable, I would enjoy. Chad Gable. Um, but also, he just got squashed by Lars Sullivan. If he's on the team, I can't imagine Gable's there. Who else is on? All right, Kevin Owens. That's my – Kevin Owens and Alistair Black. So, hold on. Let me do this again. No Lars. You ready? Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Big E, Kevin Owens, Alistair Black. I don't, no Lars Sullivan. No Lars. I think no. I think they put Lars on the team. They've been building them up too much. 
I, I think know. Lars is a lock to like square up with Keith Lee and, and uh, Braun. Yeah, they'll have one of those stare downs where it's yeah. like. Yeah, I can't argue that, but I would enjoy it more if it was my five. Now, the better, uh-huh. the better question is what five are coming out of the women for SmackDown? So would I really wrong? You guys are right that Seth is in the match, but Seth is gonna Seth is gonna fight Buddy or Ray or something awful. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. No, but it's Survivor Series, so everything is gonna be brand versus brand until the pre-show gets Ray versus Seth versus Dominic for yeah, Aaliyah's, for Aaliyah's Seth, Instagram. Seth Rollins is not getting on the pre-show. Stop. They gotta fight for Aaliyah's Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Clem brought up the women, <laughs> the Raw side. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana, who, direct quote, is trying to be booked as a massive babyface as per Vince McMahon. I have a Klim hand raised. Yeah, Mark's raising his hand. Shoot. I have a take. Tell me if I'm wrong. All right, Lana won that match against Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce to get into the match. I think the three girls who lost should easily be the three girls who are in with Nia and Shayna. Yes. Yes, 100%. Like, like, like no question. I love Mandy Rose. Don't get me wrong. And I really, like, love her. I would marry her. She's the only exception. She's the only maybe she should be in. Yeah, she's the only one. But, like, you could put – you can – Instead of Peyton Royce. Yeah, instead of Peyton Royce, you can keep Mandy. But either way, they're interchangeable. But Nikki and Lacey definitely – If we want was to- Lacey Evans not on this team? How is Dana Brooke on this team? Lacey Evans isn't. Because Dana Brooke, for some reason, is teaming with Mandy Rose, and that's how she got in. Yeah, because they're both. Where's, they, where's Naomi? Where'd Naomi go? She was like a high pick to Raw. Uh, the draft means nothing, remember? Yeah, um, but they made, her, they made her a high pick, which means they, they care about her. At least. Made it a big deal. You know who else was a high pick? Charlotte. Charlotte's hurt. The tribal chief. Well, Charlotte's different. Look, the tribal chief said that Jimmy and Jay's wives and kids are not allowed at the table anymore. They kicked Naomi out of here, man. That's that's if they disobey him. That's if they didn't acknowledge him. Um, if they fall in line. I think that instead of Lana and Dana Brooke, it could have been Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross. That being said, I'm not going to lose much sleep over it. This match is just going to be built built for people to put Lana through tables leading up to it. She's going to get put through a table the night of because everybody wants us to cheer for Lana, and that's not going to happen. Not- As for... The SmackDown side, uh, you have, I guess, Bailey, right? Bailey will be the oh, captain. A real bleak list on the, on the SmackDown side. You want me to just read off what they have on SmackDown? Well, hold on. I figure it would be Bailey, Bianca Belair. I have my five. I have my five. <laughs> I have Bailey and Bianca Belair. The rest of it, I have no idea. I don't have Bailey. You don't have Bailey. <laughs> nope. All right. What I do have you got? Bianca Belair, Zelina Vega. Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. No, you, first of all, no. No Natalia, no Tamina. Get them off my screen. I, I bet you any amount of money Natalia's in this match. Natalia be in the match. I think Bailey. I bet you 20 bucks right now Natalia's in this match. I think Bailey. Well, after, after mine, let me, let me read mine first. Bailey, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Carmella. And if not Bailey, Zelina Vega. Natalia is going to be in the match, Clem. You're wild. Um, Natalia. Um, I guess Bailey, Natalia. I have Bailey, Natalia. 
um, Bianca, Tamina, just so they can do a spot with Nia Jax, and then either Ruby Riot or Carmella with the fifth spot. This is so bad. Listen, I really. I'm not saying I'm it's wrong, good. You guys are right. Five. I really hope I'm wrong. You guys are right about Seth and Bailey not being on their respective teams, but I don't think they're going to be on the teams. Then what is Bailey going to do? She's going to cut a promo and sulk about how she should still be champion and continue. Not at Survivor She can do that every she'll week. Probably cost, she'll probably cost Sasha the match against Asuka. She can do both of those things. She could do she both. She can win the match for SmackDown and then cost Bailey and cost Sasha the match. I have another question. It's not her character, though, to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be the team leader of SmackDown. That's not Bailey's character. That's absolutely. She's the role model. No, she's, but it's, it's like a, it's like a spoof. No, exactly. So it's going to continue to be that. I think it'll be, I think it's quality television for her to be like, oh, I'm the captain. I'm, it would be good, but do you, do you think that's what they're going to do here? Clint, go. Come, come on to talk. I, no, this is not Survivor Series related, but it is Raw Women's Championship related. Who is Asuka fighting next for the title? Nah. Alicia. <laughs> Mickey, Charlotte. Mickey Cross. Like so crazy. So beat someone, and, uh, but like who who can realistically take the time? I mean, I think it's all gonna lead up. Charlotte, I know it's Charlotte, but when are we getting Charlotte back at the Rumble? Like, listen, it'll be filler until the Rumble, and she'll face someone credible at the Rumble because it's a big four, and she might lose then, but probably. I mean, Mania, I don't know. Rumble, maybe Lana gets injured on her way to the Survivor Series, and they need a fifth person. And it's Charlotte. That's I would bet good money on that. That's actually really good. That's not a good way to bring back Charlotte. They've done it before. They've done it with Nikki Bella. Yeah, but this. All right, hold on. You're comparing Charlotte and Nikki Bella is. First of all, the WWE would love to put Nikki Bella on this high pedestal. You know, I hate the Bellas. You know, they're 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 hot garbage as well. But they would put them on the same pedestal, like, oh, Nikki's this great champion. Nikki, a former champion. No, I agree with you. And I hate to, but I do. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't. Now, be- I don't think this is the place to bring back Charlotte. Survivor Series isn't the place to bring back Charlotte. It's a big four. Yeah, and stick her with next to Dana Brooke and the tag. Is, who the hell cares? That's, that, that's I- legitimate. Um, I think the only legitimate threats Raw has, obviously outside of Oscar and Charlotte, are Shayna and Nia Jax. Um, and, tag and the tag champions. I think they need to drop those titles. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think that they need to do something with the titles. Because there's no tag division. They're building up to this big Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke blow off with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. That's nothing. That's a squash match. Yeah, I know. Well, in reality, it should be a squash match. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if Mandy and... and no, that'll be, a, that'll be a squash match. That match doesn't go more than five minutes. Don't be surprised. Why did they break up the Iconics again? The same reason they broke up uh, Mandy and Sonya to then put the one person there to put the one person who's still on TV in a different tag team. Hmm. They did that with Peyton Royce last week. She was teaming with Lacey Evans. Go go back off of, you know, who's credible to take the titles off Asuka. Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans are very, very good. they They could take the title off Asuka. I think Lacey Evans is the number five woman on Raw behind Oscar Charlotte, Nia, and Shayna. You're giving Nia a lot of credit here. Because she's a main eventer. Not, I don't think she's it's good, how, but how she's, she's main eventer. Yeah. 
Um, you also have Alexa Bliss, we're forgetting. Um, but I don't know how much she's going to wrestle in the near future. Also, um, Mark, back to what you had just said before about Asuka getting a credible opponent at the Rumble. That's when they'll do Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. That works. I think. If and when. You know, look, it was, this wouldn't be a phenomenal form without me talking about Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, when and where does she return? Like, what brand does she go? Does she go to Raw or does she go to Fox and be on SmackDown? I, I think she might go to SmackDown. Makes sense. Fox, maybe, maybe at WrestleMania they do Ronda, Bailey, Sasha. That'd be hot. I don't love it, but it's... That would work because they did the Charlotte Becky, too. That, yeah, that it's just... I don't hate that. I don't, I don't, I mean, the, the money match is Ronda versus Becky, but that's not happening. And I think that somebody thinks it is happening this probably, year. Probably next year. Give it another year. That's crazy. Um, other than that, there's no reason. What, what other Ronda match are we looking for? Exactly. I mean, look, Ronda, we've seen Ronda wrestle Charlotte and Sasha in the past and they were good matches. The only one I could think of is, I mean, we never got Ronda Oscar, right? No. no. I guess that. Or actually, Ronda, Ronda Sasha was great. Was actually, cool. you know what match I would like? I was going to say Ronda Rhea Ripley, but you know what match I'm totally looking over is Ronda versus Shayna Baszler. That would never happen. Why? I don't think that would happen because Ronda, that, because you want the, first of all, you want the four horsewoman match. I mean, I know. Just, no, you don't. <laughs> let me, no one wants that. You do. It's still bad, Clem. They still say how bad the other two girls are. The other two aren't good, and Becky's very pregnant. Like, when are we getting that match? Never. Charlotte's leaking. Oh, okay. And and the four horsewomen of NXT are forever fighting with each other. But if you want a legitimate tag team, it's Sasha. It's Sasha. It's Shayna and Ronda. But then the again, last thing they're gonna do with Ronda Rousey is give her the fucking tag titles. Last thing that'd be like the first thing I, I would say. They love they love Ronda. They're gonna give her the tag team titles. Clem, there's no shot. She's the tag the team. Tag team champions. Here are your winners, the tag team champions. Ronda Rousey, get out of here. She's gonna go on ESPN. They're gonna be like, "Wow, Ronda, you're a tag team champion." Shut up, Clem. I will not. I will not stand for you anymore. Good. I'm glad you defended Ronda like that for me. I love it. That's terrible, Mark. That's uh, bad, Clem. I don't, I don't usually say anything. That's bad. <laughs> I told you to fire me in the group chat. That's your love for Ronda blinding you of the, the situation. You want to see Jessamine Duke take out Sasha Banks at a pay-per-view, and now you want to see... <laughs> Horrible, Clem. Ronda get the tag titles. Horrible. Um. All right, let's finish this off. Last week on AEW, Le Diner de Bonair, Chris Jericho, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, awesome the greatest steak dinner of all time so much fun um anybody who thinks that there's no place in wrestling for stuff like that takes themselves way too seriously it was five minutes it was fun they sang a song they did a little dance by the way mjf totally outshined chris jericho who's in a band um jericho was so blown up mark i know you said you didn't see it you gotta watch it I'll watch it. Yeah, it's like six it. minutes. I'm going to send you the link right after this. Right. Send me the link and I'll watch it. It's hysterical. Okay. It's very funny. All right. And then the word is that tonight, 
as we're recording, this is Wednesday afternoon. Tonight on AEW, they're having the Inner Circle Town Hall to decide if MJF gets in the Inner Circle. I hope he does. Because Jericho and MJF need to continue to work together. This is this was fantastic. Again, this the whole thing about the steak dinner, them can I get it medium well? Right? Just trying to one up each other. He's like, can I get it blue? And I was like, I didn't even know that was an option for steaks. Like <laughs> And then the whole time when they're singing, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, when are they what are these steaks gonna look like? And then they, and then they get the steaks and like we gotta send these back. Yeah. Awesome. It was it was absolutely everything about it was fantastic. MJF is Chris Jericho, just 25 years earlier. They're the same guy. The first, the first minute I saw MJF and Matt, I was at your house the first time I ever watched them. I'm like, this dude is going to be white hot when he gets it rolling. He, and after, you know, the first couple weeks or a month or so of AEW, I'm like, this is the greatest heel in professional wrestling right now. Like, I've never seen – he reminds me of, like, a young Edge or Randy Orton, the way he, the way he presents himself as a heel. You know? He's just so much fun. So fun. I love this guy. People, the, the comparison that I really like is that people compare him to Roddy Piper, which is very fun. Um, MJF and Jericho, hopefully they're there together. Um, the last thing about AEW, uh, full gear November 7th. They'll have the finals of the tour- uh, world title number one contender tournament. The semifinals are tonight. Pentagon, who lost to Ray Phoenix last week, who got hurt, so Pentagon moved on, is wrestling Kenny Omega, who's on his way to turning heel. Very, very cool. And then Hangman versus Wardlow. Obviously, we're going to get Omega versus Hangman. I think Omega's going to take the title off Moxley. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. But it was like, and, you know, it's real, it was real easy to make Kenny the, t- the champion right away. But then, you know, you had to give it to, you gave it to Jericho because he was great on the mic. He used what you wanted to, you know, build it up. Then you gave it to Moxley. Obviously, you know, Moxley is one of the best in the business. And now, you know, Kenny Omega, these, this, is that, this, this is his company. You know, he's the VP and everything, et cetera. We know what Kenny can do. And now he's healed Kenny Omega. It's going to be fantastic when he takes the title off of whoever it is. I had had this conversation last night with a buddy of mine who's like very loosely follows wrestling. He used to watch and he was asking me questions about AEW. And he said, he's like, he gets that, you know, Kenny, Cody and the Young Bucks are management. So he's like, well, how come they weren't the champions right away? Like how, he was like the Young Bucks. I heard they're like the best tag team around. How come they're not the champions? And you look at the first year of Dynamite. You look at all the people on this roster right now who were very, who very, very few people knew about or cared about last October. And now you look at someone like Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Proud and Powerful. The list goes on Hangman Page, Jungle Boy Lute and Luchasaurus, guys who were just made into stars over this past year. They did that. Like that happens because they didn't say, all right, Kenny, you're the champion and uh, Young Bucks, you guys are going to be the champions. You're going to run through. They allowed people to get over. And now you have all these stars plus the stars you came in with in obviously Jericho and Moxley, but Kenny and Cody and the Young Bucks. I'm excited to see what's in store for AW. They, They have so many big names at this point. And they're a year in. We're talking about, oh, yeah, Kenny's going to win the title. They've had two champions. 
like at some point MJF's going to be a world champion. Guess what? That might be five years from now. Who knows? Yeah. But there's ju- there's just so much that could happen yeah. from now until then. Yeah, and let's not even forget, you know, a year ago, if you had you had to tell me like, oh, you know, Rusev and Matt Hardy and the and the revival were all going to be on AEW a year later, I would have laughed in your face. I was like, there's no way these guys are going to leave. And here we are now. You got WWE guys going over to the going over to the rival brand. It's AEW's on the up and come up, and it it definitely helps AEW that WWE's been hot garbage, really hot garbage. Word of the day: hot garbage. By the way, first off, hot garbage is two words. Second off, you say it all the time. Third, I don't think <laughs> Raw and SmackDown have been that bad lately. Oh. There's there's stuff that we look at and say oh, not this. Oh, i can't believe retribution i can't believe this with otis or whatever but for the most part i watch raw and smackdown and they end and i'm like there was more good than bad the only good thing about raw right now is the fiend and the roman storyline that's it the rest of it is not good i don't I disagree you have the fiend and alexa bliss and you have roman but on just on raw Stuff that's working, the Randy and Drew McIntyre were both great. They're going to move on to something else. You have the Hurt Business is doing great. The, there's You have stuff that's going on just because it's not, oh, this is what I wanted. We want to put such and such guy against this guy, and we want this person to be champion. Just because you're not getting the things that you were hoping. It doesn't mean it's bad, Clem. Like, it's not like, oh, oh, they didn't make Finn Balor champion. Oh, Kevin Owens, he's getting jobbed, he's this. That doesn't mean these things aren't good. It's just things that you weren't looking for. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, look, look this whole retribution. My rant, Clem. The whole, this whole retribution angle, has got, it's, it brings Raw down such a big level. It brings it down so much, man. Now, look, I, I'm not telling you it's good. Like, we just have did a whole 20 minutes about how I think it's horrible and this is what they should do to fix it. But that doesn't mean, oh, Retribution sucks oh. and Raw's bad because of it. Raw's not great. It goes back to the three-hour problem. There is some good stuff going on, but I think SmackDown's been really good, but Raw is consistently pretty subpar. Yes, no, I th- I, I agree with Mark. Yeah, Raw's been eh, and SmackDown's been great. But I think if this was, if we're actually rating it on a scale, and factoring everything together, I think AEW's winning right now. Because NXT has not been that good re- recently. NXT has been solid. Um, I'm not, and also I'm not sitting here and saying, no, Raw has been so much better than AEW. You're crazy. I think AEW week to week has been better than all three shows that the WWE put out. That being said, it's not like people like to say, oh, AEW is up here and WWE is all the way down here. Obviously, if you're listening on a, on a podcast, you don't know where I just put my hands. AEW, I put in the high spot and WWE in the low spot. But it's not so far off that there's no competition. It's not, I'm obviously you have your high points of shows and your low points of shows, but it's not like, oh my God, AEW is the greatest thing I've ever watched and Raw and SmackDown and NXT are terrible and it's not even close because it's close. No, you're absolutely right. I I agree with you with that. Even though I hate agreeing with you. No, actually, I like agreeing with you. I'm the one who dislikes agreeing with you. Love you. All right. Um, We got anything else before we get out of here? Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc. I don't even know the card. I know Rhea Ripley is wrestling Raquel Gonzalez, right? Let me look it up real quick. Gargano's wrestling Damian Priest again. Is that true? Yes. 
I know that's true. Candace and EO again. Is that true? Uh, I don't know the card. Pulling up the Wikipedia. Pull it up, Clint. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. So Halloween Havoc is tonight, Wednesday night. There's a very good possibility that by the time you're listening to this, it already happened. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well, what's the card, Clint? The card. Uh, EO versus Candice in the in the spin the wheel uh, make a deal match. Uh, you got Damian Priest versus Gargano in the same stipulation. Yeah, so Shotzi Blackheart has a wheel. It's basically Raw Roulette, but Halloween themed. Uh, Rayquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley in a singles match. Okay. Dexter uh, Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a haunted house. To the moon. Um, in what's that step? A haunted house of terror match. God, God only knows what that means. And then, <laughs> and then Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. In a regular match for the cruiserweight title. Well, it doesn't say for the cruiserweight title, just a singles match. I would assume. Okay. Um, that's not a terrible card. Like it's not a takeover card, but that's not a bad card. That's a solid two hours of NXT. I mean, you know I love Dexter Loomis and I can't stand Cameron Grimes. So I really like Cameron Grimes. I think he's fun. Um NXT's Baron Corbin. I that's a stupid thing to say. I can't get enough of Damian Priest. I think he's the next big star, and I think he's a guy that'll translate very well to Ron Smackdown because of his size. Yeah, I can't. I would love to agree with you on that, but I can't because we've seen time and time again, NXT stars go to the main next level and just get buried. So I can't, I I would love to agree with you. I I love Damian Priest, but I just don't know. I really, um, yeah. So Halloween Havoc, um, that'll be a good show. AW Town Hall tonight, semifinals of, of the world title tournament or number one contender tournament. Um, that's all I got. You guys good? I'm good. Very, all very, good. Very, very cool. Um, once again, this has been the Phenomenal Forum. For Chris Clay and Mark Sanger, I'm Matt Weinstein. We'll see you next week.